Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Today's episode is a suggestion that we got from our friend, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. We got our letters. Thanks. We did. The stamps were awesome. (laughs) Yes, and the uh, stationery was beautiful. Yes. So thank you for that. And thank you for the suggestion and for the sources that you sent. So it's always a delight hearing from you and all of you listeners. So always keep those suggestions coming. So... Today, what we're talking about is online gaming, and particularly during our times of quarantine and social isolation, the benefits and the pitfalls when it comes to online harassment, specifically when it concerns women. And a big part of this conversation is going to be the game Animal Crossing New Horizons, which I have not played. Um, But I love, 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 love hearing about people's updates. I love hearing about their mortgages. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. Um, So I I would love for listeners to send in stories about that, about the islands you've built, any of your successes or failures. Um, So I haven't been playing that, but I have been doing a lot of online gaming particularly with friends with Mario Kart. I've been playing a lot of the Final Fantasy VII Remake with friends virtually, so that's not really a game you play with people, but you can play it while people watch or enjoy it with you. Um, I've been playing Werewolf and Dominion. Just had my first two virtual Dungeons & Dragons sessions, so it kind of counts as online gaming. Does it count? Because if uh, Dominion... Well, I haven't played Dominion online. I've played the board game, as you know, or a card game. Is it a board game? Tabletop. Tabletop game. Tabletop game, okay. And then you kicked my butt in Mario Kart, so we know that. Um, I'm (laughs) I'm randomly really good or really bad at Mario Kart. Sometimes I'm awful. The entire time that we were playing, I was like, I'm off, off again, (laughs) fell off, off again. (laughs) Yes, Samantha (laughs) likes to announce when she is falling off the course. And frequent. (laughs) Yes, so it's just kind of a constant commentary. (laughs) Well, there I go again, off again. (laughs) Off again. Yeah, we played Dominion online. A couple of us did a week week or so ago. And it was fun. About two of us really knew what we were doing, and the other two, me included, did not. So uh, it made for an interesting dynamic in the gameplay. (laughs) Uh, And I did want to say one of my favorite quotes from this pandemic um, came from... I don't know if you remember when all those videos came out of Italian mayors yelling at and or threatening their citizens who were not observing social distancing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It is very funny. It was trending for a while, yeah. Yeah. And in one of those videos, one of the mayors yelled at some dude who's outside playing ping pong, ping pong is not allowed. Go home and play the PlayStation. That is a sign of our times that right. government officials are telling us don't go outdoors, stay indoors, and go play back video games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the WHO uh, recently launched the hashtag Play at Home Together campaign, which I've actually seen pop up while I'm being beaten. Awfully. I don't know that that's a word, which is probably <laughs> why I'm being beaten on Words with Friends too. So if y'all are on that, come find me because I'm not great at it. And I don't understand this 100-point score because you put a letter on a triple word with double, triple, 
you know, letter count. Good gosh, well, that, that J. Sounds confusing, yes. And I would like to say, some of these words are not words. Oh, you're going to put that out there, firm stance? I'm just saying. I um, would also like to say the who as in World Health Organization, oh. not the band. Um, <laughs> I would rather it be the band, I think. Well, the band probably would agree, I hope, if they're responsible. <laughs> uh, and this is after, this is on the heels of the WHO announcing like a couple of years ago that they thought video game addiction was a real problem. So they've suspended that, at least for now, uh, during this time of social self-isolation. Right. Um, and Steam reported a record-breaking 20 million simultaneous users. That's a lot of people. And the first week of isolation, gaming went up by 75%. Yes. So there are a lot of us gaming right now. And a lot of, a lot of those people are playing Animal Crossing. So since we are going to be talking about that a lot, we did want to kind of dive into what that is. You've probably seen it, even if you haven't played it, you've probably seen it in the news because celebrities make a splash when they go in there and play. Um, And it is, yeah, it's a big part of the conversation we're having. In a nutshell, this is a Nintendo game from the Animal Crossing franchise where players make islands that other players can visit. It's sort of a virtual way of hanging out, sometimes called a life simulation game or a tend and befriend game. You can do things like maintain a garden, decorate your house, catch butterflies. There's no combat or violence or death. It is a slow-paced game. It doesn't end. And the timing of the release was perfect for our time of quarantine. It pretty much coincided with the start of self-isolation when this game came out, when a lot of our routines went out the window and a lot of our other popular forms of entertainment like sports and uh, new movies and television were put on hold. Millions of people downloaded it. For many, it's been a tool for maintaining a routine and a virtual social life. Because of the nature of how the game works, it encourages checking every day. You you know, you check your mail, you go to the store to see if there are new items, you say hello to everyone, you water your plants. (laughs) You try to pay down your mortgage. I love it. Um, I really love the Saturday Night Live. One of the last things they did before they went on break was a digital short about Animal Crossing, and it was really, really funny. I recommend going to look that up. It's like one of the players gets murdered in Animal Crossing. (laughs) Foul play is suspected. It's really good. Um, So I was thinking about this. I haven't played, but uh, what, what would your island be like, Samantha? What would it be called? Honestly, I'm so literal and so bad at all these naming things and being clever and cute. Probably just my island. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you should do Lonely Island, like the no, band. No, that's, that's too, that's too, that's too sad. That's too, come on now. I'm not trying Sorry, to be too okay, morose. Okay, okay. I'm trying to be like, yeah, but I have no, no sense of imagination when it comes to naming things or um, come visit my island, but only if I ask you to. <laughs> I like that name. It's straight to the point. <laughs> what would you speak It communicates called? a lot. <laughs> um, mine would probably be some weird, like, Star Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter, mashup island. I imagine it'd be something like, you know, hey, Mark Hamill, tweet me, island. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know much about it. Uh, apparently, everything is really expensive. Is it turnips? Is it people buy yeah, turnips? Yeah, tur- you use turnips, you harvest turnips to buy bells. And ever since I've done this research, Google has been giving me updates about Animal Crossing news, which I love too. 
Um, and right before we started, I got an update from, I think it was a Polygon article, and it said, uh, the turnip market is getting too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I did see like the, the loan shark or something. Like someone made a tweet about him being arrested. Oh my god! I think, um, and I know. Yeah, I've definitely seen that celebrities have really got involved. It made it made the news when Elijah Wood went on someone's island. I do know that. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, like mm-hmm. that's this is where we are now. And, um, and I've definitely seen Chrissy Teigen's uh, being named an unofficial ambassador because she's been doing social media about it so much that she's been called the unofficial ambassador. Because I think the Animal Crossing Twitter account has replied to her when she gets upset. <laughs> she gets upset? Yeah. It's just like, turnips. what is this? Why is this so expensive? Why are there so little bells or something? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even know. Yeah, um, Jamie wrote about, I think she said she played with Gail King. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I read another really funny article from someone who was writing about how kind of annoying but in a fun way the game can be. Like, it's annoying that you have this mortgage and you have to get, like, frequent flyer miles and all this stuff, but it's, like, a manageable kind of fun annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I've been, I've been digging reading about all of this right. so much. Um, and I will say, like, I do like the peaceful things. And so the way my partner tries to get me involved in the video gaming is bringing me really cute things that are easy. Um, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that I'm one of those, like, oh, it's so... But, yeah, I've become that person. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Look at that little mousey thing. I want you to go ahead and pinch you. Like, that, that's the, the noises that I make. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he knows me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got your number. Oh, yeah. And he said a few times, I think, when you get in a crossing, I think you'd like it. But it's sold out. As we know, oh, yeah. there's a shortage of them because they got bought out so quickly, and apparently people are like gouging prices. But oh my gosh, yeah, it's I intense. think a lot of people have asked me to play, and honestly, I think I would be the person who would turn it into a stressful thing. I would take something that's supposed to be relaxing, and I would make it stressful. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, so I, I for for right now, I'm satisfied hearing all the updates and seeing the things people are making. Keep that coming. I love it. All the it. memes that are happening and all the gifts. Yes. I'm like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy it so much. It brings me so much joy. So what we're specifically talking about with this is mental health benefits of gaming, which we've talked about before, um, using it to work through PTSD, for instance. We've done a lot of episodes on tabletop gaming when it comes to that and video games too. And how they have positive benefits like learning things from negotiation and collaboration. Um, they're clearly negatives that some of us have heard about too. When we look at now and the anxiety and stress and grief that a lot of us are feeling and going through, for many, gaming has proven to be something incredibly therapeutic. Right. And one of those things that you did mention was grief. So we're going to talk a little bit about grief. Online gaming can help with grief during a pandemic, and not only as something calming and a distraction, but to have a virtual space to grieve together. And many of us are grieving collectively at the loss of normalcy, and specifically for some, the loss of loved ones to this horrible pandemic. And again, due to social distancing, many aren't able to visit sick loved ones or attend the actual funerals. 
So one of the things you can create in Animal Crossing's New Horizons is a, quote, Western-style stone, which is essentially a tombstone. Some players have been making them to honor and remember lost loved ones, and these players have often found it cathartic and soothing. Some do find it unsettling, but, but for a lot of people, it's something that is does help them go through this grieving process. The spot for the tombstone is usually lovingly chosen and cared for, often with flowers planted all around it, beautiful flowers. Others opted instead to recreate spaces like a grandparent's room as a memorial. And this doesn't necessarily have to involve a death. Maybe a player just misses a relative that they can't see right now and they find it comforting to make that digital space. During this time of uncertainty, we need our friends and family more than ever, but we can't see them in person a lot of the time. Online games like Animal Crossing facilitate building comforting spaces that are familiar to us and sharing that space with loved ones. It's a way to socialize and connect. If you have voice video chat functions, you can even see and hear other people. It's a way to share our isolation of staying apart but not being alone, a way to remind us of what makes us human, other people. Right. And experts say routine is a part of mourning and working through grief is routine. And that's what Animal Crossing is all about. And during this time where we can't go out and find the routine, and also we can't pursue normal morning routines like visiting a place or cooking a specific food item associated with someone, it's been a big comfort and help for a lot of people, whether grieving a loss of a job or, again, normalcy or, or an actual loved one. Yeah, and you can have events like funerals, graduations, weddings, birthdays, other celebrations inside the game. And if a player passes away in real life, other players can still visit their island and leave items like flowers and comments, sort of a virtual comment board where people can share this, their grief of this person together and their memories of that person together. Now, all this being said, experts do recommend placing time limits around how much you play if you feel like it's becoming an unhealthy thing that's taking up all of your time. And as a part of this, one thing I did stumble across on several articles about online gambling addiction and how that has gone up during this time. And that's something we'll definitely come back to in a future episode. We've actually been meaning to do that since the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's been there. It's been sitting in there ready. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we'll come back to that in a future episode. But for now, we wanted to talk about another part of online gaming that we're seeing on the rise, which is harassment. But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. So we've talked about women in online gaming and harassment. Uh, And just as a reminder, women make up more than 50% of gamers. Um, But we thought we would do a quick update here because since so many of us are doing online gaming now and more women than ever are entering the space, um, many citing boredom and escapism as the reason we thought we'd revisit the whole harassment part of it. The Women's Media Center's speech project found that users and female usernames were 25 times more likely to be threatened and or harassed compared to users with male or gender-neutral usernames. And female video game journalists are two-thirds more likely to be harassed. 
Right. Um, as in most of the different organizations and nonprofits around us, many are reaching out to make sure they can sustain during the pandemic. And one of the causes specifically to the gaming industry is a fund called Hashtag Stay in the Game, uh, which is specific to nonprofits that work in the gaming industry that focus on mental health, diversity, and overall support for marginalized people in that community and industry. And in my very new introduction to this world, I'm definitely seeing a whole new side because I've never really focused on it. Um, One thing is abundantly clear. Women and those who identify as women or feminists seem to be under constant scrutiny. And honestly, that's a nice way of putting it. Um, The amount of vitriol that is directed towards them is unreal. And I know most of you who have already been in this world know better than I do. But I will Mm -hmm. say as an outsider, I was completely like, what is happening because yeah. I don't think even the contentious political uh, debates or or uh, divisions has caused the abuse that this has, that I've seen the language and the threats and just the nastiness that's behind it. Now, of course, the support is also there too. And I did see that in the people who will step up. But when scrolling through the comments and replies, the sheer anger and hate is beyond evident. Just a couple of the comments that I found under them advertising the fundraisers that had nothing to do with opinions or such. Um, I wanted to read because I was like, wow, this has nothing to do (laughs) with why you're angry. Um, But one of them says, I would rather give, um, I'm going to try to read it verbatim and you know, grammar is all over the place. So (laughs) forgive me. Uh, I'd rather give my money to actual game creators and not to a bunch of SJWs, parasites, whose mission is to control how others enjoy video games. And then another one was just women's with dick. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry, not women's, women's Uh, with dick. Women's with dick. Uh Um, And I was like, why? And then they're just like random posts of uh, really harassing porn shots. It was so weird. Um, I was like, wow, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I am happy to report that they have, this specific fundraising has exceeded their goals. And I love that. Um, and But the overall attacks, and it was definitely a lot of repeat trolls. Like there was yeah. names that popped up, but was overwhelming. I don't understand. And I will say the negative outweighed the positive for a majority of those conversations or those uh, comments. And the things that people would post are obviously site violations, but they were still on there, Uh, which says a lot to whether the site actually cares for the people on their platform. But that's a whole different conversation, I'm sure. And I know we've already talked about it on this show repeatedly about the online harassment and death threats and... just disgustingness, but I was just kind of shocked. Like, I really thought because it's been a few years since Gaming Gate kind of started coming out, and the women were being harassed. I thought maybe it slowed down just a little bit, but it really doesn't seem like it has on platforms like Twitter and Instagram and all of that. Yeah, um, and I know I've told this story before, but I stopped um, online gaming for a while because I I was harassed so much and I, I even had like the gender neutral name. But the problem with that is um, if you ever did want to use video or voice chat, you can't. Um, mm-hmm. And so people usually harass you then to try to convince you to like, oh, show your, show your cam, show your cam. Um, and it's just relentless. It, it never gives up. And... There are whole websites dedicated to this. I think one of the biggest ones, I think it's called Fat or Slut. 
because that's normally what you'll get called mm-hmm. um, is one of those things or both of those things probably. Right. So it's just women posting, posting that. And then there's this sort of whole default assumption that um, most gamers, online gamers, are men. And, and with that, there are all this harassment that comes with that. So there are stories of people like being in a chat room of eight or something and one finally being like, I'm actually a woman. And then it turns out everyone in there is a woman. <laughs> they're like, oh, me too, oh, me too, oh, me too. Uh, but everybody was staying quiet because they were afraid they're going to be harassed. So it just creates this whole community of silencing people and harassing them away and keeping them from playing, which is really sad because as we said, there are health benefits, mental health benefits and ways you can uh, like challenge your brain through gaming, especially in this time when we are looking for something to help us get through um, quarantine Um, and to still have this like vocal, angry group of trolls so just fighting for what they see as their entitled video game world that where women or marginalized communities are threatening. Right, because they they just want space. And again, I'm just so baffled. I think this is the question I've been asking you repeatedly. Is like, why do people think there's just such a small amount of space in this vast concept of, it's limitless. Why are you so angry? Is it because you're afraid that you're, someone's going to be better than you? Yeah. Well, I've told you that story before. I once won a uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee competition. That's right. And um, right after it ended, all the players, they were all shouting at me at once because I was the only woman. And they were like, they, they claimed that I cheated because, or it, yeah, I cheated because I, w- I was just kind of waiting while they fought each other. And I was like, you could have attacked me at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I was you. attacking you. You weren't attacking me. That is on you, buddy. That's um, not cheating. That's just strategy. Well, and also I was trying to get in the fray. They were they just didn't see me as a threat. They thought she doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> Let's attack the other dudes, and they killed each other. And I was like, well, I won five hundred bucks. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry about it, dudes, but you lost. Um, this has also been in the news recently. I know the. I didn't read too much into it, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. But the executive producer of Valorant. Um, has said that she's trying to make it her mission to get rid of uh, in-game harassment on their platform. So yeah, this is ongoing. Um, Xbox has community guidelines. It's kind of upsetting that they had to go out and say like, women, if you f- if you're facing harassment, consider going with a gender neutral avatar. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> okay. Oh wow. <laughs> we could also try to address the problem, which they have. They've yeah. made steps, but okay. just the fact that they felt like. They had to put yes. that in there. And that's one more conversation of shrink yourself, be invisible. Right. Please. Yeah. Like, we're not going to fix this world. Right. We're asking you to accommodate this toxic, toxic world. Right. Um, something else that's been in the news um, is uh, Ferociously Steph, which a lot of you have probably heard of because it's made a lot of headlines, um, or as she's known on live stream fail, Dear Girl. So... This has to do with Twitch, which is a popular space for online gaming and streaming. And they recently introduced the Twitch Safety Advisory Council, which is made up of activists and streamers that are supposed to moderate and to draft and enforce new policies and guidelines. Whether or not it's effective is up for debate. But anyway, Ferociously Steph is one of the council members, and she is a trans woman that identifies as Deer. 
She has some controversial opinions in the gaming community that voice chat gives cis males a gaming advantage in chat rooms because they don't have to deal with the harassment gamers from marginalized communities do, so their voice chat function should be disabled during competitions, for instance. She's made claims that she thinks most gamers are white supremacists, and if you disagree with her, she might call you a Nazi. She is toxic masculinity slash a troll's worst nightmare. And they've been letting her know it, which has been driving a ton of traffic to her channel, and she is living for it. Her stream <laughs> is called Troll Warning. She went from barely 100 views to thousands, sometimes over 10,000. So essentially, she's being very successful at trolling trolls. That's hilarious. Yeah. That takes a lot of resilience to sit there, because that's just a... It feels like a never-ending, never-winning yeah. battle, but... Someone should, but it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think it takes a particular type of person who's able to reframe it, like, you know, like male tears, like the whole living for upsetting someone who clearly doesn't, is missing the point. (laughs) Right. um, uh, Yeah, it wouldn't be something I would be particularly good at, but I know some people are. Um, Also, just want to throw out there, if you're not currently watching what we do in The Shadows, the TV show, and you can do it because I love every, I love it. Mark Hamill was in it recently. It's amazing. But the most recent episode was um, about trolls. And I bet you can guess what the twist of that story was, <laughs> knowing that show. If you know the show or the movie. <laughs> yes, it was excellent. It was excellent. And one last thing while we're talking about this, um, there are problems to in the gaming community with racism, homophobia, fatphobia, ableism, all kinds of things. Um, and it's really unfortunate because I feel like the gaming community, those problems exist obviously outside in the real world, but the gaming community has just magnified them or amplified them or something. So I'm really glad to hear people speaking up and um, claiming their space. And it's something that we should all continue to do and support. And if any listeners are involved, um, on, in any of those kinds of things or um, in the creation side of video games or in any, any part like that. Because that's another piece of this problem is that the video game industry on the production side is largely male and has been for a long time. And a lot of those creating environments are also uh, just toxic masculinity abounds. And we've all, well... Probably most of us have seen those articles about that and about women being kind of forced out. So it's a lot of pieces to this. Um, And as more and more of us get into gaming and online gaming, hopefully that means more and more of us can make our voices heard and change this sort of toxic side of it. Because it can be such a beautiful and healthy thing. And if you're wondering about the uh, fundraiser that I was talking about, it's called Stay in the Game Relief Fundraiser. It is a really good um, fundraiser, and I went immediately to donate, even though I don't know much about the community. I'm learning as we go, obviously. But just the comments alone made me be like, yeah, I'm absolutely donating. Here's some money. Because <laughs> these people are it. awful. <laughs> but we can be better. <laughs> exactly. And this is instead of fighting with them, I will just give money. And so go look them up. They are fantastic. And I'm sure if you're a gamer, you're probably already following a lot of the organizations that's part of this relief. Yes, yes. And there are resources available for you. 
uh, if that's something that you're interested in, absolutely. We do have a little bit more for you, but we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. So we did want to close out with some uh, game recommendations and uh, some listener mail. So I I am a big gamer. I probably not so much in the online gaming side because, as I said, unfortunately, I was kind of frightened away from that when I was young and I haven't really returned to it outside of games with friends that I know. Um, so I got my classics like The Last of Us, Final Fantasy, I just beat the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, Kingdom Hearts, Bioshock, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, Fallout, Mass Effect. But I did want to shout out some lesser known, some of them are feminist or feminist-y games. So one I played recently was on Steam called Oxentree, which I really loved. And it's, it's a really beautiful game. It's not that long, but it does have replay value because there's time travel involved. And I describe it as it was described to me as Stranger Things meets the Goonies. Um, so that one is really good. I like The Path. And I know I've talked about The Path on the show before, but it came up recently in some episode we talked about, and I didn't get to go into it. But The Path is this game where you play as Little Red Riding Hood, and the only way to win is to lose. So if you follow The Path to Grandmother's House, the wolf is there waiting for you, and you lose. So you have to not follow your objective. And you just wander around the woods and do things, and eventually you meet your wolf that kills you. And the wolf um, is, or at least the way I interpreted it, is supposed to represent the dangers that women face in our society. And that happens eight times, I think. And then on the last time, you finally make it to grandmother's house, and you're able to survive because of everything you've learned from the generation that came before you. So I feel like that's pretty cool. Um, Journey, which is a really beautiful game all about finding ways to communicate with people through song and dance. And it's just uh, really, really moving and beautiful. Um, Gone Home, which is also a Steam game. And it's a really cool storytelling game about um, a young girl coming out to her religious family. Um, Braid, which is a puzzle game on Steam. The Bridge, which is about nuclear war, but it's really pretty and you wouldn't know that until you get to the end. Um, And then like fun... Games you can play with friends. Quiplash is well-loved at our office for our virtual hangouts. Psych is real well-loved by my friends, which is that Ellen DeGeneres app um, you can play. And then Jack in the Box, where you can draw, and all you really need is a, is a phone. So those are my, some of my recommendations. Yeah, and I don't really have that many recommendations because I'm not really... I'm getting into there. I'm, I'm getting into there. I'm going to say it like <laughs> that. Um, and I have just got VR games, virtual reality games, and have gotten really into Beat Saber. Uh-huh. I did uh, finally beat an expert level song. Hey! I was very excited. I celebrated very loudly. <laughs> also Space Pirates, which is essentially a robot shooter game, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, there's hope for me yet in this world, yeah. I think. I uh, definitely got nauseous with those games. <laughs> and I may have definitely stumbled because I thought I was really falling um, uh-huh. in those games for sure. I'm definitely more of those uh, into my phone games. Apparently, you told me I'm a gamer because I got into my phone games. They count, is that, yes. Is it? Uh-huh. Yep, that's true. Okay. And that means, you know, Wars with Friends too, y'all, mm-hmm. if you want to come find me. Um, 
Best Fiends. I have really gotten into that. They got me. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I think I, there's one really pretty VR game, I guess, is Color Space. Mm-hmm. And all you do is make pretty pictures and they come to life and animated. And I love those. Oh, yeah. That sounds relaxing. like a calming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I like should shout out Mario Kart, but people already know that. Mario Party. Oh, yeah. That's a fun That is, one. yeah. That is one I get into. That's the one that I'm like, I'll play that, even though mm-hmm. I'm really bad at it. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I'm not so great either. <laughs> but sometimes I randomly am. Uh, Just Dance is like my new exercise of choice since I can't go out. Right. Um, I play hours of Just Dance a week. I was going to say, that's the new benefit, even though people talk about, you know, gaming and being inside too much. I've gotten the most exercise while being in quarantine due to these games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're fun too. That's I, I joke that I'm making a list of quarantine skills, and one of my quarantine skills is I can anticipate the bad dance moves in Just Dance. Only Just Dance, but <laughs> I can do it. Um, and now, yeah, I'm. I know I asked on Twitter what my next game should be, and I put up like Control, Red Dead Redemption, God of War, and Zelda: Breath of the Wild. And everybody, pretty much everybody, voted for Breath of the Wild. It's so pretty cave story. Cave story. Oh. Um, so I guess that's what I'll be playing next. But if you all have any suggestions, please, 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 always looking for suggestions, recommendations. Um, and speaking of listeners, we do have some listener mail we want to read. Carrie wrote, I've been a longtime listener, but never one to comment. I just want to send a book recommendation, although I admit I have to listen in chronological order, so I'm a bit behind most current episodes, and maybe you've already read it. It's called A Beautiful Work in Progress by Myrna Valerio and her journey through life to becoming an ultra runner. I think you guys would love it. Yes, we met her, kind of. Yes, the Vernivator. We knew of her. <laughs> I saw her at an event. I don't think you were there, but I was there. Yeah, I missed that event. I remember when they were um, advertising, and I was like, man, I want to go there. And I couldn't, I was gone for some reason, but I was like, man. Yeah. Looks so, she's amazing. She was great. She was so great and inspiring. Um, so, yes, I have not had a chance to read it yet, but thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Uh, sounds right up our alley. I think we need to, for sure. Um, And then another listener, Ashley, wrote, there's a podcast I found called Terrible Thanks for Asking, and I've seen this as well. And it's amazing for if you want a good cry, and we've already talked about the fact that, yes, I enjoy a really good cry. (laughs) You ladies should check it out if you ever need some inspiration for cheers. So thank you, Ashley. I definitely will, so I can just sit and cry. (laughs) Yes, um, and we love the podcast recommendations too, so please keep those coming. And also, please, please, please write in about your Animal Crossing New Horizons villages or islands. What are they called? What do they look like? Send pictures. Honestly, it is such a source of joy. Yeah. I need a picture. Yes, yes. Please send those our way. You can do that at our email, which is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuffmomnevertoldyou. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Thanks, Andrew. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 